Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to Be with Mike G, the show of life, the show of rye whiskey, the show of Colorado motorcycles, Fugazi, the Ramones. We've got it all today in this chat with the amazing Sean Kenyon of Occidental Williams and Graham in Colorado. He and five other compatriots on behalf of Woody Creek Distillery made some travels to Tales of the Cocktail this year, and Awesome was one of the stops, half step. To be exact, Sean and I sat down and talked and sipped some of the amazing spirits from Woody Creek Distillery. We get into a lot of things, of course, but in this brief chat, you can imagine we dove right in to the punk rock music. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this chat with Sean Kenyon. Not a drummer. You can guess. The, yeah, you can guess from there. Yeah. I played. I played bass. Did you really? Yeah. That makes some sense. Yeah. You know Omar, right? You yeah. yeah. We talked about Craig yeah. Alvarez all day when I interviewed yeah. him. Talk you know, I. The reason I first started playing bass was that I. Um, <laughs> it was almost a laziness thing as a as a as a ten year old kid. It just seemed like it would be easier to learn four strings. And then you really are you guys like really close friends? That's the like, same answer. Yeah. And, but Omar says like I just six is a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I know I know Omar pretty well, but but it, yeah, it's like yeah. it's funny because I, I go through this. What what's the vision of the show? Should we talk yeah. about distillation? Should we talk about the industry? I'm like, no, fuck! I want to talk about bands. Yeah. You know, like that's that's what it comes down to. Now we'll we'll talk about yeah. this amazing ride rescue of many things, but like. We couldn't sit, help and sit and talk about Lagwagon and the Rev yeah. and fucking Descendants for about a half an hour, you know? No, and, you know, that's what I'm, I'm getting to explore a whole bunch of that with Occidental because I yeah. can play whatever the fuck music I want, my new bar. The, uh, the bar, because I was looking at it today, huh? you've got like a very Sex Pistols kind of font on the menu, which yeah, looks yeah, rad, yeah. like totally yeah. kind of n- newspaper cut. Yeah. Would you say there was a band that helped you shape that aesthetic for that place or just was it a culmination of stuff? no you know it was a it was really it was more about the movement itself and and the way the way punk rock developed into hardcore developed into into genres of hardcore yeah. like and then when it started out very simple with right. punk rock being just minimalist and 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 edgy and extremely you know there the attitude was there who's the prototypical punk rock band for you I know it's you know, hard. We'll yeah, go West Coast. That's West a really, Coast. That's a, no, I'm an East Coast guy. So okay, okay. I'm a I'm an East Coast guy completely, and and I you know I vacillate, you know when I answer that question, between um, Dead Boys, yeah, Fear and Misfits, and it's but two you know because it's I mean if totally you think about those things. three, yeah, you know it's it's completely out there like those bands for me you know I mean. Ramones, if, if you were to shove Ramones into a genre, they would be like top 40 punk, you know right. what I mean? But, 
back then, but it was still, amazing thing. Punk then, as fuck. Like yeah, those yeah. guys were those guys were a fucking mess. Fast single, yeah. like no alternate picking. That's yeah. one thing I was but, like, my arm would get so tired. And whatever like, was whenever whatever they whatever the Ramones had on studio record, they played they played at like one one and a half speed mm-hmm. live, and it was fucking amazing. And Wait, were, so you tell me you saw the Ramones? What's I've saw the I've seen the Ramones more than any other band in my life. Are you fucking kidding me? And I've seen the Ramones probably like original lineup into anywhere from like 1982 to 1988. I probably saw the Ramones, no exaggeration, about 30, 30 to 40 times. Are you fucking even kidding me? They were junkies, That's, man. They played well, every two weeks. They, they needed to. to make their money. <laughs> so you saw them at the at the Ritz, um, at the Ritz when it, when the Ritz was in the East Village. Wow. Which is now the Ritz. So the Ritz used to be at the, in the East Village. Then it moved to, to the old Studio 54 space on 54th. Okay. Um, they, but the Ritz is, what, what is the name? I forget the name of the bar. That's, it's, uh, it's 13th Street or 12th. Yeah, it's 13th Street between, no, it's actually 12th Street, 11th. No, it's 11th between 3rd and 4th. Yeah. Right there. Which is now I forget the name of there's a there's a club a nightclub there that's pretty well, so pretty well known. How, give me kind of a like how old are you are you angsty I'm, and like I'm, real prime for yeah, the yeah yeah no I was, I was 47 years old so <laughs> so you, you know I mean my my 13th year of life you know I mean I played I started playing I started playing in punk rock bands anything I um, would have heard of no you were I in mean, the Cro-Mags, weren't you <laughs> yeah I wish. <laughs> Well, except for the except for the racist part, because yeah, early well, on, be early bad. on they were they were super racist, but then they <laughs> try to pretend like that never happened, which is funny. Um, but no, I mean I played in a band called R Chaos, which was random chaos, yeah. but we and it turned out to be R Chaos and a band called Dunn uh, for a bunch of years. And so what was it about like Fugazi was because I'm a little bit older, yeah, about, about yeah. ten years younger so than you. So Fugazi, I consider post punk. Yes. Right. Yes. A minor threat, yeah. though. Was, yeah. I probably. Yeah. Right, the pulse minor threat being in the hardcore. That hardcore. There's so many. Every city had their own genre of music. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean, New York hardcore. There was DC hardcore, which is mostly like straight edge and weird. GI um, like. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's what's uh, teenage idols, right? Teenage yeah. teen idols. Yeah. yeah teen, teen idols. idols. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that was even you know pre minor threat. Yeah. Stuff that was out there. You know and. We used to drive down to DC to go see bands. You know and. Fucking it was serious. Fucking so you were. You were I envy that a lot yeah. because I lived. You all envy around. that I, you envy that I'm old. Which is, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Did you get in any fights? <laughs> I was. It's actually funny because Leo DeGroff, who's also on the ride, yeah. and I. Though we we both have uh, what I would call checkered histories of <laughs> fighting, and like we can sit for hours and hours and just tell fight stories. You know, of being a, in, well, he's got being he's in the pretty tall, scene. right? He's got a good, he seems like he's got a good reach. Yeah, yeah. He's like six feet and, plus, Yeah, and right? I was and I've been boxing since I was ten. No shit, like so, Billy Joel. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He better fight with that music. <laughs> but I mean, but you've seen his his wives. He's he's not doing that bad. But he never um, did. Yeah. But you know, I mean, yeah. This it was it was part of the culture. Like where I grew up, I grew up in suburban New Jersey, man. I didn't grow up in like anywhere hard or anything yeah. like that. I was born in Patterson, which is hard. I I lived in Jersey City and, and Lower Manhattan after a bunch of years, but where I grew up, like in, in Glen Rock, New Jersey, is like a it's literally like what you would consider ultra suburbia. Yeah, you know, and and we had very wealthy people in town, and my family lived in like what I, what I think was one of the only two family houses in the whole fucking town. No shit. You know, like 
wealthy people all around us, and we right. lived on the second floor of a of a shitty rundown house. Outcast in a sense. Yeah. I guess, yeah. So sort of an outcast. My brother and I both, you know, we we lived that, and you know, I went one way in a on a in a punk rock way, and that's right. Was that yeah? I mean. And and my brother went in a in a different. He went he went the metal direction. I went in the punk rock direction. It's not, but it's not went. so bad. That was no. a good time for metal. You talk eighty two, yeah. man. Know, it's funny because I used to tell my brother he, he was he was a fucking pussy for listening <laughs> to ACDC and and Judas Priest and stuff like that. But I actually love that music now, man. It's, it's, I, it's actually great. At, at Occidental a lot. We we we'll dial up like we'll dial up like Iron Maiden, Pandora, yeah. for a night or Dio, Pandora. You know, I mean. Just because that music brings back memories for people, it makes people fucking happy. Well, it's, it, there's nothing like like aesthetically. There's nothing yeah. like that now. There's, there's nothing. It's all so clean. It's oh. all so processed, yeah. man. Like you, you listen to Ian Mackay, Kay Mackay, whatever. You listen to him fucking scream. He yeah. sounds like an idiot. Yeah. But it's so powerful in the context. Never yeah. tuned. No. Even the guitars are out of tune. You can hear yeah. the like drum. Oh message. no, I've been I've been there. I've been yeah. there, and I've I've. I've listened to those. I've listened to those guys. We got thrown out of the backstage of a Fugazi show because our our drummer was drunk. We were friends of the promoter. Oh shit! And they were playing at the Academy in New York, and and Ian Mackay had us thrown out of backstage. What? It's a funny story because we were out all backstage. Our drummer, our drummer's friend, was drunk. Right. They made us. They. He was like, "We're not going on until you get you rid get of these guys." Thing. And the promoter was a friend of mine. He's like, "Look." Ian said they're not going on in, in, until you guys leave, but don't worry about it. What he did was he put us on the balcony that hung over the stage oh, pretty yeah. much. So, like, the guy who, got, who made us get kicked out was pretty much double middle fingering. Oh, shit. Was he pouring beer and shit on it, the No, no. He didn't, he didn't, we wouldn't good. let him do that because we didn't want to get thrown out because yeah. we want to see the fucking show because they were amazing. They're, they're insane. Like, and you know they that were, they never wrote a playlist. Ever. Yeah, they were a fucking phenomena. Like, it's incredible. They're, they're a phenomenon. They, 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 watching, them, watching them play and watching the energy that they, they had in their shows. And yeah. the, Fugazi was a magical band at that point. Then they become some, some sort of weird like punk rock fusion jam band in yeah. their later albums, which I didn't like. But early on, their first three albums, yeah. fucking incredible. The only thing is, if Ian could shut the fuck up in the in between songs <laughs> and tell people stop stop telling people to stop like moving yeah stop, stop moshing yeah, yeah stop moshing stop stop slamming stop doing that you're hurting people you're hurting fuck off he w- he was absolutely silent when yeah. I saw him at Emos oh wow yeah didn't yeah. say a fucking thing I saw people getting punched yeah it didn't matter he didn't say anything oh, so at, at Fugazi shows and I saw I saw Fugazi about five six times wow he he was he stopped. The band at two different shows, he stopped the band from playing because he was like, "You're hurting people. Stop. We're not going to play yeah. unless you stop hurting people." And that it would interrupt the you know the energy of that whole thing. Yeah. And there was sort, some sort of beauty of going into into a pit like that, and you know you're gonna you you might leave with a black eye or some you'll wake up the next morning with with bumps and bruises, but it, but that's part of it. It's, it's like all, a rite of passage, right? It was so it was so much it was so much a part of it. Yeah. It was to me, to me, a, a magical time to be a music fan. I actually feel this is going to sound elitist as fuck, <laughs> but I actually feel really bad for people that enjoy music right now, like oh, like dude. music fans right now, because dude. we had it. The people in my generation, you know, right about forty-five to fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a we had an amazing time because it was shit was groundbreaking. It was. Now it's just a lot of retreads of well, things that were happening because you got to sell. The thing that's always been good about Discord, for example, is that. 
they didn't give a sh- they were doing it because they wanted to do right. it they didn't want to they didn't necessarily need it to be a business right so like they put out this stuff and so now anybody i can't even think of a really great indie lay i mean love saddle yeah. creek but the stuff's yeah. really really heavily right. produced you know we used to you know it's funny because we used to think about it like you know fugazi shows were five dollars yeah they're all their all their all their cds or their their seven inches or you know whatever they were making was were ten dollars yeah and that was their thing and they sold no fucking t-shirts never you know now and, now and you know who be, sells them yeah there's a yeah there's urban a urban outfitter yeah you, you can see find a fugazi t-shirt God, urban outfitters insane. yeah which I don't know. I don't know where where Ian McKay is in all that. But it's pretty fucking. It's <laughs> he pretty eats fucking cheese funny. now, and he likes French cheeses. I hear this. I had a friend oh, that worked in yeah. DC. Like he's he broke vegan and he softened up. It seems like. He was but always, you have to, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was always a little cunty. Yeah, if you put like a lump of coal up your ass, you turn it into a diamond, right? <laughs> yeah. At some point, it's gonna be a diamond. Yeah, it's gonna come yeah, back out. Did you fucking... hear about this shit with Brian Baker? No. From Bad Religion. I don't remember the band's name. They're probably some kids that are like 20, 21. And they actually, for Warp Tour this year, because Bad Religion's playing again, they put up a picture of the band, and it says, these guys, as I like point my finger, yeah. like commanding, right? These guys, like, don't stop them. Anybody that's with them gets in behind the band, like behind the scenes, behind uh-huh. the stage, right? So Brian Baker, <laughs> Brian fucking Baker, which he's met him a couple times, and yeah. really amazing dude. He says, you guys are really bad human beings. And so they're like, so they attack him and they say, "You're a shitty guitar player." He's like, "You don't, no, you don't get it. I'm saying you guys suck as humans, right?" And it was caused this big feud, and it like never before had Brian Baker like been in the headlines like that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 funny. I saw actually when I lived in Austin. Yeah. Like probably '98, and I I'd have to actually go back and do the research on this. But the fucking Irwin Center, does the Irwin Center still exist? Yeah. Irwin, okay. Yeah. Shit sounds, sounds I don't know. just as shitty as it did in yeah. the 90s. Yeah. I saw Prince at the Irwin Center did and Nine Inch Nails. And weird, I have weird stories because I worked at a strip club and I had to bring strippers <laughs> to both shows. Recall, yeah, recall that. Yeah, long, we could do this for a couple hours. But, um, but I saw fucking Bad Religion open up for Blink-182. Are you fucking kidding me? I, no. Yeah, did it you happened. leave? It actually Blink? happened. No, you know, it's a funny thing is, yeah, I left. I yeah. left like three songs in a Blink One Eight Two, but when Blink, to their credit, I don't <laughs> rarely why, in my why, life am I giving Blink One Eight Two any fucking credit. God damn it! <laughs> Can we strike that from the record? Um, they came out and the first, like in the first minute, the the band was like, "We want to let everybody here know that we feel like we should be opening for Bad Religion." Fucking right, because they're fucking icons, and this is. It's 1998. By that point, Bad Religion had made six albums that all sounded exactly the fucking same. Well, you know, so. I mean, you go back to like, well, I don't even want to do it. I love yeah, that. Yeah. One of my favorite punk band of all time, easily. Right? Bad Religion. But, yeah, and I've got Early to meet Bad those Religion guys. Like, fucking amazing. Fucking killer. And even, but, uh, to, uh, how do you feel about Stranger Than Fiction, though? Even as yeah. a produced major label right. record on Atlantic, that's yeah. still a great fucking record. I think from Against the Grain on, yeah. she just got kind of a little homogenized, yeah. and it was the, again and again. How many times can... You release 21st Century Digital Boy. I know. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, how many, twice, I how many times least. can you re-release, you know, uh, Melt With You or whatever the fucking right, right. English beat? Or is it the English beat? Yeah. 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 I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's been released like six, seven, <laughs> eight times. But that you got to give them at least a little credence, like, because they are unapologetically themselves. 
Yeah. They're like Nicolas Cage and leaving Las Vegas. They're a drunk and they know it and they're just going down <laughs> their path, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's the same shit. It's fucking. So that, it's incredible, like, that you. I love talking music always. And of course, I, I hopefully, if you guys, are, if you're in town again, I'd love to do it at the house. I've got mess council. Yeah. Just sit down and, like, really, really dig into it. That'd be I know you guys awesome. are doing your tour. Basically, yep. you got Charles, Leo, and yourself, right, that are. You're doing this yeah thing. no we got everybody everybody's here now my my wife is here we oh got, shit that's awesome uh, charles jolie ricky gomez uh ken codis uh mike huggins brian dayton um dylan regan who's the he's the founder of wandering spirits which yeah is what this is all based around uh mary wright and mclean all people in our business bartenders and spirit professionals yeah, yeah. um that are all mo- motorcycle enthusiasts oh that's that incredible fucking, you, so is that that was the that's the medium? You yeah, guys, yeah, it's the medium. Really? We, all, we rode down here. We rode... That's we, incredible. Yeah, we rode... Motor, we, we got our motorcycles at um, 9 o'clock in the morning on, on Thursday. Yeah. And we rode from Denver, Denver to Santa right? Fe. Yeah. And we're stopping at whatever road, roadside attractions we can find. Any good uh, food? And, yeah, yeah, we stopped at... We had some great food. We had, actually, today in Brady, Texas, um, we had an amazing lunch. Yeah, like, yeah. Fucking black and... Like at a Cajun spot. Oh, shit. There, that people were really... Everything was really great. And here's the thing is, you know, people can get political as fuck, but the food was great. The hospitality was amazing. Right. The people were so nice to us, even though we're unusual looking. Sure. Tatted up, motorcycle wielding. Motorcycle, you know, in in Brady, which is, you know, not exactly a Mecca. And people, (laughs) they were so friendly to us. And the guy, our Wandering Spirits hats are blue with two red stars, and it says Wandering Spirits in the front. Yeah. And the guy who was taking care of me, he was so friendly to, to us when we got there and accommodated us in a big group. It was difficult. And his last word to me, he was like, you guys are riding for Trump, right? I was like, oh, uh, I was like, damn it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, my, my response was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there wasn't a yes or a no. It was just a laugh and a kind of positive nod for his hospitality, but I didn't want to sit there to get in a political do you, debate. I mean, do you point. ever, like, so you got two spots in Denver. Do you ever, yeah. ever embroil, get embroiled with your customers over that shit? No, you know, I mean, look, I'm a third generation bartender. My father and my grandfather, both oh. bartenders. My father taught me at a young age. If, if you corner my father and ask me, ask him if he taught me anything about bartending, he'll tell you no. But I learned. <laughs> why, why would he say that? That's because he never sat me down and said, this is what you do. You just learned it. He would it, tell yeah. me things and I learned as I, as I went. And, and, you know, he, what it, he always said, religion, religion, sex, and politics. Stay away from it. Never. Yeah. Right? And, and I've kept to that on, on the, that side of the bar. Right, right, right. And I've, I've, you know, you give it innocuous or, or neutral responses to everything. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, it's part of hospitality. And, yeah, you don't want to alienate and, customers, you know, right? Oh, yeah. no. When a guy, first of all, that's another thing my father taught me, is that the word customer doesn't exist. Okay. To me. Yeah. Everybody's a guest. Oh, all right. Because customer implies a cash transaction. And if you're looking at their wallets first, to me, then, then it's not, you, you've, you've, you've already lost the battle. Right. So customer is a four-letter word, even though it's like a 10-letter word <laughs> um, in, our, in our, both of our establishments, you know? It's, it's um, none, of our, none of our staff is allowed to say that word. Right. The, no, that's so good know. because it's implicitly yeah. develops right. a dynamic. So it's a guest right? in your home. So if you had a guest in your home that was a that was a maniacal Trump fan, right? And, and I'll say this first off, that whole shit is lunatic. Like the fact that anybody supports mm-hmm. that crazy fucking 
dude, strange haired fuck. You know, you you ever get like kind of just a, a nice sense of Andy Andy Kaufman in this whole yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right where it's, it's like it, it. Have you seen that? Have you seen that 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 one video that was produced about how it was a, a joke? Like no. a couple years ago, you have to find it. Zamuda was behind that too, oh, wasn't he? It's so great. Like it, it's really, it's really great. Like it's it's two comedian comedic writers yeah. that get hired to to promote Trump as the president as a practical joke, and then you know it they turns keep going, into like a real. Keep, okay, when are we gonna break the joke? When are we gonna break? Have it? you uh, what, uh, the goddamn? There's a Robin Williams movie that's actually the precedent for this, yeah, like yeah, a Man yeah. of the Year or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. You've seen that where it's like yeah. he's a comedian. He's like, oh, I'll just do this. Well, thing. there's a YouTube video that's about that's about 15 minutes long. That is hilarious, and I'll 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 yeah, send it to me because like, it's because ridiculous. It's, where the fuck are we living right yeah, now? Yeah, no, Sean? like what the hell is going on? Like this is a big joke to me. You know, it's it's funny because one guy's on the phone, the other guy's like, he's like. Tell him, tell him to tell everybody we're going to build a, a wall. A really big, a huge wall. A wall. And we're going to make Mexico pay for it. Yeah. You know, and, and, then, and then they laugh and, you know, they, they're like, you know, high-fiving each other. And right. then, you know, like, well, we're going to, are we going to break the joke tomorrow? They keep going that. And then when Trump gets more popular, their dress goes from being like in shorts and right, like, sneakers. Right, like we are, right? Like, they, they, eventually they're in suits going, well, well, you know, like, well, maybe we'll just let the joke last for four, maybe eight more oh, years. You know, like. It's 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 hilarious. But so so what do you, like and I we, we can talk about politics yeah, is like yeah, we can do no, whatever no, the fuck we want right now. This long. is the best thing, right? Yeah. But I never get embroiled in those conversations. No, and I, and I'm, t- I'm not because I'm, I'm pretty sure we agree on things. But let, let's let's just make it. It's it's so abs- it's absurdist, right? This whole fucking thing. Yeah. Is it re- like? Are we really like going to enter an era where Trump leads the free world? Yeah. Do you think that's actually like a real thing that'll happen? I, I don't. I, I personally can't see it as a as a real possibility. I can't either. Yeah. And it, it's I, I have so you know I've I have the maximum amount of Facebook friends. You know, and that's you say that with with the quote marks. <laughs> you know that you friends, can't see on a yes. podcast. But I put it out there like six months ago. Like, if any of if any of my friends are actual Trump supporters mm-hmm. or believers, I I would just like to have a conversation with you because <laughs> I want to understand. Private message me. We can do it offline. Right. Like, you don't have like, to air this. I don't want to air it. I don't want to make it public. But I just, I would really like to understand what makes people support this guy. Right. And I got zero responses. So, I don't... May, may I offer one, one yeah. angle? Huh? And I've thought about this a lot because, like, why do does, why does people like Taylor Swift? Like, okay, I can yeah. see it, right? I can get it. I'm not, I'm not a fan, but I can, I can get well, it. Well, I mean... You know, it's catchy music, and people want a banger. Right. So, it, there I mean, you go. It's a double-edged sword, right? <laughs> I mean, right. It's <laughs> sexuality means you know. Yeah. Sex sells. Well, it's you know but, what it's like. So let's say you're married, I'm married, and the first time you meet, in my case, it was a like kind of gonna the father-in-law, but her stepdad, right? Yeah. So he's an abrasive dude. Love him now. We're great friends, but. Once you know he swears, then you can swear, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 yeah so. Yeah. Like once you throw out that racial invective and you know it's okay, everybody's yeah. sitting back in their recliner yeah. like, oh yeah, fucking Mexicans. Yeah, but, like oh, yeah. he makes it somehow. He's yeah, figuring no, out he, to make it okay. He puts it out there, and you know it's. We were having this conversation last night. A bunch of us in the bar. Yeah. A bunch of us that are on the ride, and you know, like where people used to like, and and you know, not that I've 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 done this because I, I grew up in a place that 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 was never acceptable. Yeah. But you know, 
where, where conversations about or jokes or, or racist remarks started with like the double look, you know, look right, over one right. shoulder, we, look over the cool, other. We're cool, right? We're you know, cool. Like, yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. Like it's all cool. You know, Trump makes that, like the, what he feeds into yeah. is making that just totally okay. You know? Yes. Like, right. I mean, if you look at some shit that Trump supporters, like Trump is never, never completely, you know, like never, never, he's never said anything against the white power movement right. know, that, that was supporting him. Yeah. He's never, he's never disavowed them. That's right. In any way. So like, if, if you can find a statement that he's disavowed his white power support, tell me about it. Yeah. Because I don't it's, see it out there. It's real weird. And yeah. someone needs to write a fictional book yeah. Yeah. about this era because it is both laughable yeah. and embarrassing for all yeah. of us. It's right? embarrassing. I, yeah. I think, you know, I've, I've been traveling. Part of When I came down here in 1992, you know, I started saving my money so I could travel to Europe or travel the, the world yeah. like two weeks a year, you know, saved everything yeah, I had. Yeah, amazing. Two weeks, either by myself or with a friend or with a girlfriend or whatever it was right. at the time, travel and and the the two most evocative times in my life where you know people across the world wanted to know how I really felt. Right. Were during the Bush presidency. First Bush or second? Uh, second Bush. Yeah. Oh, George, dude. Uh, yeah. yeah. And and now the era moving into into the Trump, like people want to know, like, do your people? They're really scared for us, aren't guy. they? They are scared yeah. for us. They're worried, you know. But look what happened with fucking Britain, Great Britain, and 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 the Brexit. And that. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. Boris Johnson. What is it with people in power and the fucked up hair? Because that guy, <laughs> he got some fucked up hair too. It's it's a correlation, I suppose. There's something with somebody with that kind of vanity. You can't trust them. To me, no way. You know, like Trump. He's too vain to just let people know that he's he's balding. Right. Right. I mean, I'm never. We got them implanted. They just won't gotta, fall out I mean, now, you know. I'm not trying to hide my baldness in any way. I'm, you know, I'm 47. <laughs> and you have, I, a, like, really right. pretty much could support a punk rock haircut, <laughs> though. You know, I mean, I, I got it, but I like, 47 you know, is pretty good. I got though. back here. I got here. It's, it is, you know, eventually you get to you shave own. your head and you're still punk rock. So, a couple of things I really want to talk to you about. Yeah. And something I really respect about you. Now, this is the thing about being a, uh, not an exhibitionist, but the, a voyeur. On yeah. Facebook, this is a great thing because you don't have to participate. You can yeah. just kind of read behind the scenes. You love your wife a lot. I do, like crazy. I, I think that's fucking awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad that yeah, I'm glad that you see that on a, you know, via Facebook. I yeah, mean, my life, my wife is, you know, my life is, work is nothing without a, a satisfactory, you know, and a happy, yeah, private life. How long and have you guys been married? We've so it's ten years this August. Amazing August fifth. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, and and you know we're about to celebrate. I mean, we, we're we're like a few weeks away from celebrating our ten year anniversary. It's incredible, man! Congratulations she's my life. On that. She's 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 you know she's everything. She's you know doesn't she's, she's my balance. Good woman make it all easier. It does. It makes yeah. it all easier, and it but things to me aren't as they're they're not as amazing without her there. Yeah, like things could be really good. But if she's not there, they're just not amazing. And but totally. so this trip, my wife is on the trip. She's That's our, incredible. She rides our, too, I guess. She's our social media. Um, she's right now. She's riding in a car. Okay. She's our social media director for the trip. Like oh, she's, amazing. She's posting everything for, for Woody Creek. But I mean, 
it's so great to like ride by a car and see her there. Like, yeah. it's made every day fucking better. I'm did, ten did years s- in. I'm still madly. I'm as madly in love with her as I as I was like two months. Ago. I think it's so important, man, because yeah. obviously the common story. Even my folks, they've been together a long time. Although they started a little yeah. late, but like, I just got married in April, second time, and. This is a meaningful I'm, thing. Yeah. Second time for you too? I'm second time. Every, yeah. Everybody has to have a practice isn't, marriage. Isn't the second? Now I'm going to say this again. Yeah. Alex Trebek, man. Yeah. He's like, second time really means it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it, it does. It's true. It's, I mean, we both had, my wife, it's my wife's second marriage too. And uh, you know, we both got married really early on, mm. you know. My, my, so my, I'm, I, we're both, and we come from both divorced families. Mm. Like my parents were, were only together like two years and then separated for eight. Mm. They got divorced at 10, but... I really, I've seen my, my parents together, like my mom and dad together, like 10 times in my life. That's crazy. Same for her. We have, so it, we're never going to have kids, but if we ever do, we're going to have eight grandparents. I mean, literally, you know. You guys are set. Yeah. You go vacation <laughs> and travel. So just go here, send them there, send them there. You and, have like a binder where it's like, who's yeah. due for the yeah. kids? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, we can But that's, that. not, that's yeah. not something you guys Only are really. have. No, we're, we're, we like to travel too much. I totally like it. Absolutely, man. Yeah, we just have to worry about our dog and let's get the new you know. the new kids yeah. or businesses, which I consider I have a distillery, yeah. right? That's the kid. Oh, yeah. right. You got two bars; those are the kids. That's the truth. So, how did this whole thing come about with Woody Creek? So, we're sipping this rye, which is a two year rye, straight rye, hundred percent. You're yep. telling me it's not sourced? These fucking madmen no. like put it all together. They're themselves. out of their fucking minds. Yeah, it's and terrible. I, I love them, and and, and I, you know, whereas you know, most brands reach out to uh, a spirits professional or bartender. I found them. Like I how did the yes yeah. after them. I was working for a couple of local brands and I saw what they were doing, you know, growing their own potatoes for the vodka and for the gin. Yeah. And and growing their own rye for the rye and I was like these guys get it. You know, they they know what they're doing. They they've they've figured out we don't want to trust any outside sources as far as the quality what we're right. able to put out. I like and it cuz that's punk rock. Yeah, I, if right. you think it's, about it's, it, man, it's, it's DIY like, like a motherfucker. It totally. You know? And and for me, you know that's that was a brand that I wanted to work for, you know. And I and I said, you know, I came to them, and and at that point when I came to them, I mean, you know, we, I could have, I I could have. There was a couple brands that I had working, you know, a couple yeah, international you, conglomerates. You're that a I big guy, and people know you, man. Yeah, you know. So, but just I yeah. wanted to work for some somebody local and somebody small, and and I really believed in what they were doing, and I. You know, look, man, I worked for a brand before that for a little while that it just didn't work out. Like what did they you were like doing. It? Being that, a brand, did you like being a brand guy? You, you know, I'll never be a full-time brand guy because yeah. I'm a bartender first and foremost. And for my life, yeah. you know, if there's nothing else I have, I still want to be a bartender. And you can always do that till, you, till your legs fall off. Right. Which is incredible. You know, thing. my yeah. father just turned 70 and he's my, still bartending. When did your dad turn 70? Uh, June 5th. My dad last Saturday, seventy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's crazy. See, and they're still they're still doing it, right? Yeah, no, like, he's still back and forth. He's, yeah, he, I I was joking with my stepmom, uh, a couple months ago, like because my dad started talking about retiring for the first time. Like he's just gonna wear a hole in the carpet, yeah. walk back and forth all fucking day. <laughs> like it's just because it's his socialized. His social life is everything. He, yeah, he and it keeps he you it yeah. keeps you really sharp up here. Yeah. Right? But so these guys kind of have this. I mean, working with Ryze, we were kind of talking before the mics were on. Like, yeah. Not easy. Working dry is a bitch. It's total bitch. And the and the 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 folly I, I called it the when, folly. I, when they first saw it, 
about where you know doing a hundred percent rye is insane because you ferment rye and it gets gelatinous and so, uh, you know and it grows such and a it, pain in the ass and it's, yeah. and you have to work it and right. it's not it's not you know it's not an easy fermentation no process and know? it's not it doesn't give you that much sugar it's not yeah. corn right, right. Like, no so. no no it's not corn there's not a lot going on you know and and you know there's no malted barley which is you know the, the what which is you know what converts for a lot of you know, it gives you the sugars to convert for everything. So it's so, live, right? Three dudes yeah. playing a song. Yeah. No fucking tricks. Right. And it's you know you got a you got a you got a singer bass player you know singer who is also playing bass. You got yeah. a guitar player and you got you got a drummer. Like that's what they're doing. Yeah. And it's uh, you know it's it's they're they figured it out as they went along, you know because it's also aging. It's aging at eight thousand feet. Yeah. Too, you know, and it doesn't get climate. it never gets that hot, right? Right? Like, no, no, it never gets that hot. So you don't get the barrel doesn't do yeah, the movement you know, like gonna, it does. It's not Kentucky, you know. It's not like expanding track, yeah, yeah. expanding track. So things take a little longer, but I love what they've done with it, and they've got you know their their two and a half to three year rye is great, which is what we're putting out now. But yeah. I can't like to taste the five year. So they've got some extra. Yeah, no, yeah. no, we're still. It's working. There'll be five year rye at some point. It's, it's it's exciting. Well, so as so Woody Creek, they where in Colorado are they out? Uh, Basalt, which Basalt. is right outside of Aspen. Oh, outside of Aspen. Yeah. So eight thousand feet. Valley. Yeah, Aspen Valley. Are the they pretty young dudes? Older dudes or? <clears throat> They're older. I think a little bit older than me. I mean, you know, I think fifties, mid fifties. Yeah. The, the the two guys that own the company, you know. Because this rye for a two year straight rye. So normally, what I what I pick up on these younger ryes, even with Willet, yeah. man, because Willet's finally yeah. putting out juice and stuff. It's real punchy. It's yeah. real assertive. The mix yeah. isn't right. right. Right? Like it's a little tinny. That's yeah. probably the word I would use. Yeah. This is not only relatively soft for two years, it's ultra yeah. fruity like you were talking yeah. about, but it's sweet. So you, yeah. anything that comes from the youth of it yeah. and any kind of ruggedness is like glossed over with some pop sensibility. Right. So again, in a way, it's Ramones-ish. Yeah, you know, right? and, and if you think about it, it's, it's a, you know, when you, when you taste it, it's really... The rye, the rye, like I said, it has that has that fruitiness, and you know, for the for the two year, I almost think of it like a reposado rye. You know, yeah, yeah, like it's not an añejo yet. No, you're right. You no, know, it's like a reposado. If you want to yeah. go in, in a tequila terms, like it's right there. You're like, oh yeah, I, I can't wait to taste this in in a year and see where it's developed. Yeah, because I honestly, and and this is just a prediction because we don't have it yet, but I believe there there'll be some spiciness to to balance the fruitiness coming. Yeah. And I, I think it's really good now. I think it's going to be really great when it gets to five. Just to some maturity, you know. As they kind of learn. 80% of me says that's 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 100% true. Yeah, it's 100% true. And the that, other. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. And this is 90 proof too, right? So yeah. So this yeah. is so it's, it's got a, a little bit of legs. It's on a it, right. Which is great. Yeah, yeah, it's a right strength. They, they're not doing anything anything out there. Like, you know, the gin is the right strength. You know, yeah. it, it's all everything has 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 some balls to it, and that's it's what a, I like about this company. Really now. good and. It's something that also, because I was looking at the site before we were starting to chat, and they've got kind of like a limited edition vodka that's a single distillation, yeah, this, which is insane, mind you. You yeah, would never find. Yeah. It's a Strobova. Strobova. Yeah. Which is, um, it's a it's the same potato that they use in Belvedere. It's a okay. Polish vodka, vodka-making potato that's pretty common. Yeah. Um, Woody Creek is actually the first company to cultivate that strain of potato in the United States, and they, they worked with... Um, Colorado State University. Oh, it's amazing to develop to to actually develop it. And Free labor it. is the and best, they, man. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's great because you know Colorado State's a huge agricultural 
uh, university. Yeah, yeah. And they helped develop it. And literally, Woody Creek has the only fields of that Strabova potato in the United States. Oh, that's insane. Does it look about the same? Is like kind of standard it looks, brown. We, we use a Rio Grande potato, um, which is a, a standard a standard potato, a pretty starchy potato. Yeah, yeah. For the vodka, but the Strabova is a you know they look similar. They're smaller. Yeah. They look like small rocks. Oh, that's cool. Like did you, you know, did where you, one uh, is long and tubular, it's more rocky and and round. Did you guys uh, bring any with you? No, I mean, yeah. Damn it. Kind of, we we had to travel light. I know, I know. With, with, I get with it. all the people on motorcycles. So you guys ultimately are heading down to Tails, which is a full week yeah, yeah, of education, week of yep. events, of brands. Of apparently, there's like venture capital stuff going on too, yeah, some yeah. pitches and stuff, right. which is really yeah. really cool. Yep. What what is the main thing you want to take away from the the festival or the conference this week? So at this point, week? you know, I've been. Uh, this is my. I think this is my. This is my 2007. It's my ninth Tales of the Cocktail. Shit, man. Um, you know, and I've been to I've been to a ton of seminars, and I've been to a lot of the events. And yeah. now I, you know, I help make those events happen. I, yeah, I, do, yeah. I work a lot of back of house, and as much as I am front of house on a lot of other things, like that's what I do. I, I like to make these things happen for tens of thousands of people. It makes me very happy. You're the sound guy. It's fuck yeah, exactly right. But you know, and, and it's but. There's there's a there's such a a pleasure to that you know when you get the sound right and you see all the everybody fucking you know moving up and down and dancing like you know like you dialed it in yeah, yeah, you, you dialed it, the you aesthetic in, in. that's, that's insane man and that's what I love from Tails yeah. executing these huge events um, not being out front not being the guy like giving speeches giving seminars you know I think for me. Making sure everybody's happy. All no. the bartenders are happy from a hospitality standpoint. That's really important to me. That's a killer, man. Yeah. I mean, you guys have a good crew that's traveling in. What? So when are you heading off to New Orleans? Tomorrow? Uh, we leave tomorrow for Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay. Okay. Um, and then we leave uh, Monday morning for um, Monday morning for, for Tails. Amazing. For New Orleans. So we got, you know... We'll wrap because I hope, Sean, we can talk again, man, and yeah. you can have me at the place, and we can play guitar or whatever. Yeah. Um, but not like hip, hip, you know, like shitty Austin guitar, which is <laughs> like a specific style of yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I got some Escal and stuff I'd love to, to share with you because I know that's another chapter we need to talk about is like uh, your interest. I, in Woody Creek, because Woody Creek's in Texas now, and, and I'm excited, you know, when, when I encourage them to get here and, and you know, what – it might have been it might have been a little bit personal because yeah. I, I well, lived in Austin be. for ten years and I love this city yeah. and I hope they bring me back here a whole bunch and, and do you know, you know uh, retail wise with the rise running if it's rise, reasonable you could kill it yeah it's about fifty okay because it's because it's about fifty and you know because we we grow everything ourselves it's yeah it's not it's not inexpensive you know it's a but hard it's, pro I get it man it. totally totally get yeah. it. And it's cool that you're fighting the good fight. I'm glad that you found some co-conspirators that right. make spirits, right? You know, no pun I mean, intended. It's, it's it's really like it's a it's the DIY kind of kind of punk rock of spirits to me. Yeah, and it spoke to me from the beginning. And it, we'll, we'll, we got to talk again, man. It's yeah. been a really a pleasure, Sean. Chad, okay. thanks so much for coming hey. down and, and the rise. Wonderful uh, cocktail with the gin as well. It's quite nice. Thank you, man. I, I wish I had saved some so I could toast with you. So we'll just go I have to go well, order yeah, we'll another to go one. Get it now. Yeah, we'll and thank uh, Half Step, of course, to Stephen. Yeah, really. Thanks a lot, spot. Half Step. I Glad appreciate you guys it. Town. And you know, even though as as we talk about punk rock, Chris Chris Bostic, who you know one of the owners of Half oh, Step, yeah. is out at a hippie rock show. So 
He is a so, but just real quick, I've interviewed Chris. Yeah, I didn't realize how much of a fish fan he was. Oh, he's a he is. It is impressively sad to me how like good of a fish (laughs) fan he is. Yeah, because I I never got it, man. I don't. I don't don't get jam bands, and I I love Chris Bosick so much. Yeah, yeah. He's Could you great, see him being more into Slayer? I, if Chris I, was know, into Slayer, I think, I think he'd be better. My guess is he somewhere he, <laughs> yeah. he he appreciates Slayer. I hope so. Man. I was actually I was on my motorcycle yesterday, and the trail because we have a, a lead car and a or a pack car, yeah, and a trail car with us. And the people in the lead car were like, they're like, "What were you listening to this morning?" <laughs> I was like, "I was listening to Slayer, Rain and Blood." That's fucking, fucking right. Because I was, they said my head was just moving everywhere. It's like, amazing. Yeah. I mean, that it, it's symbolic. Yeah, man, it's in box. Well, so, we're just shredding the road. I'm glad you're back in Austin, yeah. and uh, we'll grab another drink, man. Right on, Thanks man. so much for chatting, Sean. That was good. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yep. Well, there we go. What do you guys think? There's some great rye whiskey just hitting Texas from Woody Creek Distillery. Sean is a great guy. He's easy to hang out with. It's nice to talk a little bit of politics, a lot of bit of music, and a little bit of marriage as well. And I can't wait to talk to Sean again. There's still the unexplored topic of agave, too. I know Sean is a massive mescal fan so sean thanks so much it was great to get to chat with you so thanks everybody for listening to show to view with mike g no matter which mescal you're planning to taste with steve olson this week and his agave tasting at alamo draft house south lamar or how you're recouping from texas tiki week last week please keep dancing